Hi there everyone, it's Chris here from Hex. Welcome to the show. As always, this podcast is made for you, our members, the Hex community, and anyone else who's interested in getting stronger, both mentally and physically. If you like the Hex podcast, there are two things we would really like you to do for us. Firstly, subscribe to the show by hitting the follow button. We want the Hex community to stay connected and be part of the conversation here at 371 Clapham Road and listening to the show will help so much in ensuring you're all up to date with news, events and stuff happening. Secondly please share it on Instagram WhatsApp, LinkedIn, wherever so that Friends of Hex can also get to be a small part of our awesome community. Thanks so much everyone for your ongoing support. Welcome to the Hex Podcast Um, Welcome everyone to the Hex Podcast Season 3, Episode 8. And here I am with Sarah Langslow, um, who um, we are very pleased to have on as our guest. It's very nice to be here. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for agreeing to do this. So um, when I, um, I think I was on scrolling on Instagram and I saw that you were involved in the boat race the Oxford and Cambridge boat race yes. that's just taken place in, was it in April? It was the end of March, end of 26th March. of March, I think. Um, I was like, wow, she never told me about that. Um, so, um, and I grabbed you and I thought, right, don't tell me about it. I want to talk about it on a podcast because it's so interesting. Mm. Um, so that is the reason why Sarah's on the podcast with us today. Um, so how did you get involved in the, because um, you were an umpire, right? Yeah, so I'm, I was on the umpiring team. I was assistant, assistant umpire for the women's boat wow. race. Wow, wow. Um, it's funny because I, I, I kind of knew you would ask this question. I was trying to think about how to answer it simply because it's quite a long answer. Okay, okay. Basically, there's three parts. So part one is that I raced in the boat race 21 years ago. Amazing. For Oxford or Cambridge? For Cambridge. So you're a Cambridge, Cambridge. graduate. I'm what did Cambridge you study graduate. there? Geography. Ah. Well, I kind of did rowing with geography on the side. Okay, I've got a geography degree. Do you rowing? Yeah, anyway, Royal Holloway. More yeah. on that later. Um, yeah, so I raced in the boat race while I was at Cambridge, and all of the umpiring team raced. So they all raced in yeah. the race. Okay. Anything from, I don't know what the most recent is, probably a few years ago, right through to a very long time ago. Okay. Um, secondly, I'm a rowing umpire. So I, because I rode quite seriously for about a decade, and then I rode a bit for a few more years. But this is all in Cambridge. Uh, mostly in Cambridge, I did a bit in London okay. with um, actually with an alumni, a Cambridge Ox- mixed Oxford yeah. and Cambridge alumni okay. crew in London. But yeah, mostly in Cambridge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but raced quite a high level, did a lot for about ten years. Yeah. Finally retired subsequently in about 2012 and a friend of mine who'd become an umpire kept poking me and saying you should do this you should do this you'd enjoy it and I didn't really do anything I was like yeah yeah I didn't do anything about it but finally in 2016 I think she was like do you actually want to do this I was like yes okay she literally dragged me over at one of the events and said Paddy Sarah Sarah Paddy Sarah wants to be an umpire right so I trained in 2017 which is a full season of training and exams and stuff so you have to qualify yeah you have to qualify um Man. Yeah, it's not it's not totally straightforward. People, not everybody passes, and you yeah. have to do a lot. Um, so I did that twenty seventeen. So I've been umpiring a lot since then. I probably do I don't know twenty something days a year. Wow. 
okay. um, umpiring at events right from head races through to regattas. And then, then there's the bit which is how you get on the umpire's panel, which is the sort of, there's no real way to describe it beyond it's sort of a tap on the shoulder. Uh, I got a very cryptic email last year, uh, last sort of January, February time saying, Boris Rankov, who's the chair of the umpire's panel, he's going to email you about the boat race. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I think they want you to align. I was like, okay, I can do that, which is, that's one of the umpiring jobs, which is basically making sure they're level right. at the start. Right, um, okay. And is, so was that what you did? That's what I did last year. Okay. And then, yeah. So move of, back a little bit, move forward a little bit. Yeah, And then you have much. to, and suppose it's, any moment that could change. So it's like finding the moment to say go. So I'm not the one who says go. Um, so basically, without going into lots of boring detail, there's two jobs. One is they lay stake boats in the Thames. So they right. drop these massive, I don't know how many tons they are, but several ton sinkers yeah. um, onto the, the riverbed in the morning of the race. Right. Attach two little... They just look like the little old style rowing boats, sort of, you know, the ones you'd go out on yeah. sort of tourist lake. There's two of those that yeah. are attached by a set of ropes to keep them stable. So initially you align those. So you, when they're installing those, you get them level. Right. But there's all complications with wind and tide and rivers coming in and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Anyway, so you do that. And then when the, when the crews are actually attached, so there's a little guy in the boat, literally yeah. hanging on to the end. Right. Um, then you do some fine adjustments. You're like, let them out 30 right. centimetres or bring them in 20 or, you know, whatever. So you're communicating by radio to yeah. let them know that. And then I basically hold up a big white flag and say, crews are aligned. And then right. the umpire does the start and everything right. from that. So I did that anyway. This is probably boring detail, but I did no, that last year. Yeah. And then sort of was trying to make it aware that I'd like to stay involved and got invited back this year. So I think, you know, and what, I'm, I'm um, So now. what was your role this year? So it's assistant umpire. So that means I'm on the main launch following the race with the race umpire who was Matt Smith this year. And because of traditions and impartiality, the way it works is the assistant umpire and the umpire will be from the different universities. So right. Matt's from Oxford, I'm from Cambridge. So right. that, that you have a hopefully a An balanced view. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, we, we are hopefully impartial anyway, but it just yeah. adds a little extra okay. help. Yeah. So my job's various things. I'm, I'm doing all the stuff on the radio communications. So I'm hearing from race control that the race is running to time. We were getting updates about the various protesters seen in the vicinity, which they were worried might be trying to disrupt. So I was getting updates about that. I'm time Was there any disruption? No, not in the end. Um, I was doing timekeeping because someone did so what, what happened some, one year someone really did disrupt it didn't they it's out well, it yeah, well there was a swimmer one year which was the assistant umpire who spotted them first right. so that is also once right. the race is underway that's part of my job is to sort of be looking and why would they do that trouble. what's their reason I think the same reason anyone protests I mean there was the protest at the snooker at the weekend okay, it's br- basically it's a, it's a high profile event it's got yeah. quite a big TV coverage yeah their cause will get their mentioned. cause will get some yeah. some public. I, I think. I yeah. mean, I don't yeah. know. That's yeah. that would be my guess. But but yeah. So I'm on the radio. We were. I was keeping time before the race because you can't go early because the BBC might be running a right. video. So if we just yeah. set the race off at two minutes to four and the BBC are going, ah, hang on a minute. <laughs> so you know, making sure we don't go before four o'clock, all that kind of stuff. And then yeah, in the race, I'm I'm sort of a second pair of eyes. 
so there to I can I can give a second opinion if asked I wouldn't sort of offer it as that yeah, could yeah. be a distraction I'm as I say keeping my eyes up because when you're umpiring you're very focused on the two crews so you don't always see anything that's going on ahead you know you might get a big piece of debris in the river that no yeah, one yeah. spotted or or a swimmer or a yeah a whale. A whale. I mean, you do get seals in the time, so it's possible. Well, there was a whale one. Um, yeah, so all that kind of stuff. And then, obviously, for anyone who watched the race, will will know. But if you didn't, there were one of the challenges with the boat race is that there are no buoy lines marking the course. Right. A lot of places we umpire, it's very clear where each boat is meant to be. Sure. And it's not the case on the Thames. On the Thames, it's basically the judgment of the umpire right. based on experience and knowledge and a lot of time on the river where the boats are supposed to be so um there was a period coming up towards hammersmith bridge six or seven minutes into the race where cambridge had taken a slight lead about a length so their stern was level with yeah. oxford's bow okay and they steered in front of them right and the thing is, if there is any contact between the two crews, that's a foul. Right. If there is a foul, there may be, doesn't have to be, but there may be a disqualification. Wow. And given that Cambridge had done the steering in it front, been it then. probably would have been. Um, there hasn't been a disqualification in any of the races since 1990. Right. So no one wants to be the next one. No. <laughs> and there's a moment you can... You wouldn't hear it normally, but if you're listening on the underneath the commentary, because Matt, the race umpire, has a microphone on, you can hear him turn to me and say, keep an eye out for a DQ. Oh, wow. And so at that point, there's both of us fixedly watching to try and see if there's any contact. Um, and then I pretty much spent the rest of the race trying to determine if there had been. Oh, wow, because it was that close. It was that close. And he said, they, we knew that they would protest at the end of the race. It's a sort of, yeah. it's very predictable. And we had about 12 minutes of the race left. And so Matt turned to me and said, we need to try and find out to if there was contact. Or not. Yeah. So I was on the radio. I was on the phone to people I knew who'd been watching it. I was on my phone rewinding the BBC live feed right. to yeah. re-watch the incident and try and establish. Um, and and then there wasn't. I can't be 100% sure, but I don't think so. No. Um, yeah. It was... We were pretty sure there wasn't. Um, right. right. And then, yeah, so then Amazing. left, finished the race, got dropped off on shore, both a bit shell-shocked. <laughs> was it really stressy? Yeah, it's a weird day because it's, it's incredibly exciting. It's yeah. sort of, I think for anyone knows... How long has it been going? So the men's boat race started in 1829 and the women's started in 1927. It's a lot of history. It's a lot of history. But that's mad, isn't it? It is mad. That women didn't get to do it for that long. I mean, but you think even, well, I mean, when the women first did it, and this is a true story, it was not a race in terms of the fastest across the line. It was judged on style. No, that's just awful. It is awful. It is really (laughs) awful. But then in a way, I'm even surprised there were... I mean, there were only, I think, two colleges at the time that admitted women in right. Cambridge, yeah. certainly. I don't yeah. know about Oxford. Yeah. There were very few women there. Yeah. Rowing wasn't... Different times. I mean, just different times. Yeah. Even sport for women was much yeah. less of a thing, at yeah. least at an amateur yeah. level at that yeah. time. And yeah. So, but yeah. But yeah, I think when it's... Everyone, you know, whatever sport you do, and, you know, assuming most people who listen to this podcast do some sport, mm. 
there's sort of your pinnacle, if you like. There's the thing in your sport, which is like the thing. Yeah. And sure, there is international level, but I've actually never really wanted to umpire there because it's no. actually quite dull because yeah. nothing ever happens. So this is your But this, this is, is kind race. of one of my pinnacles. Yeah. And so that moment when you, someone lets you through the barrier, carrying the massive megaphone and boat ties to attach it because it's not at all glamorous. And then getting on the boat, there was this, I'd say it was just such a weird mix of incredible excitement and a bit of, who let me here? Yeah. Like, how did I end up? Well <laughs> like, done. Who's, who's let me do this? Amazing. Um, I think it's brilliant. So yeah, very exciting, but incredibly stressful as well. Because you, yeah. you want to get it right. And we're very central to it as umpires, but you don't want the race to be about you. No. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Like in any sport, you know, you don't want a football match decided by yeah. a 50-50 call by the, by the yeah. ref. You know, yeah. nobody wants that. So no. we, we want the athletes to be able to yeah. show their speed yeah. and do their yeah. thing. So, so you'll do it next year? I, I assume so, unless I get kicked off this yeah. year, but now I'm planning Amazing. to. So, yeah. um, it's just such a good, great achievement. Well done. And yeah. I knew, I knew, I think we probably had the conversation because I'm pretty sure I would have asked you if you'd been a rower mm. before because you, you know how to use C2 Concept 2, right? It's, and I've spent a little bit of time on them in the past, <laughs> yes. And do you, so do, how often do you go on the Thames now? Is it, is it rare you're just doing um, umpiring or are you... I, do you so I don't row actively at all anymore these days. Where did you do it? Did you do it in Put... Was it in, is there, does everyone do it in Putney? Uh, no, there are... There's um, most of the rowing in London... Docklands as well, isn't Well, it? yeah, there's all sorts of places. There's right from Docklands in the east. Um, there are boat clubs all the way along the sort of boat race course. And then... You keep going up river and there are more, uh, so yeah, yeah. Malsey, Richmond, Richmond Twickenham, yeah. Yeah. Kingston, there's loads yeah. of boat clubs out, out that yeah. way as well, yeah. so How I am par for, you know, right across that yeah. sort of stretch, anyway yeah, on the yeah. Thames. Yeah, you need to do, did you do your 2k row? No. <laughs> you should do it. You've got a good score, I, I bet. Well, the thing is, I used to have a good score. Yeah. Um, but you still will, I'm sure. It would still be respectable, but... Yeah. I just I have no idea what it would be now because yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. I haven't done a 2K There's some really for over good a decade. Scores. There's some I mean I'm there are some really good scores on mm. that board. Um especially because we're not rowers, right? We it's like yeah, one um, a lot of them would get a lot better with a little technique, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, the so little... it makes a huge difference. Yeah, you should bloody give me some technique. I'm terrible. <laughs> um, so, um, okay, great. I mean, I'm really pleased that I've invited you on to hear that story. Mm -hmm. So, well done. Yeah. Um, an incredible achievement. As I, I'm always happy to chat about it, and I'm always wary about going on about it. I love it. Because <laughs> rowers it. do like to talk about It's just rowing. a real English thing, and it's so a, great to yeah, celebrate. It's, it's so... Look, it's steeped in tradition. Yeah. And what did you do afterwards? What was the? Was, is there a massive drinkathon? There's got to be. Um, yes and no. Well, so we when we came off, you, you come off at Mortlake Anglian Alpha Boat Club, which is just just below the finish, just below Chiswick, yeah. or just above Chiswick Bay, I suppose, going up river. Um, and we spent the first ten minutes, as I say, slightly shell shocked, and we went and reviewed the footage again because we, you know, we thought, is there going to be any comeback? Is there going to yeah. be anything more? So we went and looked again, and. It's a very odd atmosphere because you've got one crew, I mean, they're right next to each other. You've got one crew massively celebrating, so happy, hugging, jumping around. And then five metres away, you've got the other crew who've just lost, who've just put six months into this, yeah. six and, and more yeah. into this race and lost. And so we were sort of, we knew we didn't want to 
do the review there. No. So again, all the glamour, we sort of hid down the side by the fire escape and the bins kind of huddled over the phone again, trying to look again. So we did that. Um, and then basically went and started, we went and had a drink. Yeah. We, I certainly speaking for myself, I needed a drink at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it was, so, you know, there are some certain yeah. alcohol sponsors, Chapel Down of the boat races. So they, you know, Perfect. there is plenty available. Yeah. So yeah, we went and did that for a bit yeah. and then, and then I actually, I didn't go to the big party in the evening. Um, there is a big sort of formal boat race dinner, but it's actually more about the cruise yeah, yeah, and yeah. you do get alumni, but I, yeah, decided yeah. not to go this year, but yeah, yeah. it's also, it's such a long day because I'd been there since quite early in the morning. Yeah. We do boat checks, we do all sorts of stuff during yeah, the day exhausting. as well. And I just, yeah, with yeah. the stress, I was just like, I just yeah, need yeah. to sit on the sofa and collapse in the heat. Amazing, good, so, yeah. brilliant. And so um, where have you just been? You've just been hiking. Yeah, I'm just back from a week in the Lake District. Lovely. Hiking. How was so that? It's a whole week of it. Glorious. Yeah, a whole week. How, yeah. Do you know how far and stuff you walked? So yeah, we did. Um, I had a friend there the first few days, but over the whole week, I think I did just over a hundred k. So about sixty-five miles. Nice. There were some lovely and, pictures on, oh, on yeah, Instagram. It's glorious. You had good weather. Most of the time, we had two, probably. Mixed. I had two days rained off, but right. two out of sort of six full days and two half days, it's pretty good. How was it getting away from London? The, was it just fr lovely fresh air? It's lovely. I, I, it's sort of my happy place. I yeah. love being in the hills. I yeah. love walking. Yeah. It's, you know, just the scenery is just stunning. Yeah. And I, I find I, I can sort of mentally switch off. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm working quite hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there were days we did 15 miles and... 1800 meters of climbing so you know probably 4,000 calories down from that so yeah. it's you just you're kind of great just headspace. going for it and it's great headspace yeah. and it's yeah just really good and fun. did you do some um cold water swims every morning no <laughs> no we didn't we did i did bring stuff it was funny the very the day we arrived we went up um blancathra which is quite a famous wainwright wainwright was did loads of walks and wrote about the lake district hills a lot yeah. and it's one of the very famous ones and we went up a very steep route um, called Last Fell. And then you drop down, you can drop down, there's a tarn on the other side, a red tarn maybe? Um, and then go up another scramble called, um, what's it called? I can't remember. Anyway, it's one an edge, basically. You go up at quite a steep scramble. And we were down in, down, when we were down by the tarn, both of us were like, we should have brought a swimming kit. Oh, we should have brought a swimming kit. Yeah. I mean, it would have been yeah. very cold. Yeah, but, but there was there was a guy swimming there who clearly did it regularly and it was yeah. it looked beautiful. But yeah. no, the other days it was a little bit too cold because, I mean, some of the tops are probably minus three, minus four at this time of year with wind yeah. chill. So it's, no. No. it's, it's still, that even, I mean, you, I'm game, you might get in but trouble. you might actually get <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you kind of need to prepare. You need, you know, yeah. you have all the woolly hats and stuff, but yeah. you need hot drinks with yeah. you and stuff because otherwise, yeah. yeah, you find yourself quite a long Amazing. way from civilization and very cold. Where's so do you do you go hiking and walking regularly? So where's yeah. a really good um, where's a good day trip from London? I suppose I know I know there's the Seven Sisters yeah, and all that kind trips. of stuff. Yeah, I mean that That's those quite a kind nice of one. areas. I mean if Box I, Hill. Yeah, Box Hill. There's there's lots of areas out in Surrey. Um, if you there's a few things you can Google which basically sort of do day trips from yeah. London. Off, which you can also sort of do some of them by public transport. Yeah, you can get a train out because the rail the network's joy. quite good. Yeah, um, going out south. So yeah, there's some really nice ones just South Downs and yeah. that sort of area. 
We're definitely going to do some this year. South and west of London. It's so. like a meet at Clapham Junction, jump on the train type job. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely do that. And as I say, if you've got a weekend um, or a bit longer, then, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Yorkshire Dales. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's, it's so stunning. It's, yeah, it's just... Rolling hills. Rolling hills, but some still some quite big stuff. Yeah. Um, but just, I, yeah, I mean, my, my father's from there and I, it's, it's always felt like a sort of second home. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's a bit more accessible if if people are, um, I don't know, nervous about some of the bigger yeah. hills. Like if yeah. you haven't done much hill walking, yeah. the dales are quite an accessible yeah. place to start. Like they're yeah. proper hills and you get nice views, but it, you don't you don't need quite as much sort of mountain no, it's experience. Not hiking. Yeah, yeah. It's still no, I think it's still hiking if you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. But you can also do shorter walks yeah. and yeah. yeah. So lovely. Well, hopefully, if. Um, the the winter the dreaded winter um, ends um, we'll be doing that soon yeah no, it doesn't feel like it's going to end today it doesn't um, <laughs> well thank you very much um, well. congratulations again thank, thank you, you for telling us your story and um, we look forward to um, the when what's the date of it next year do you know it it's the end they of March. Just it's all, they it just always feels it yesterday I think it's the thirtieth of March it always feels the end of it feels like the beginning of Spring. Yeah, I mean, it all starts much earlier because we do a whole sort of, we do a lot in the season leading up to it yeah. as well. So yeah. it's not just starts boat race day. It starts, starts in December actually with right. trilates. Right. So they do yeah. matched racing within the squad. So we umpire that. And yeah. But yeah, the big right. day is end of March. Great. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank there you, you go. You're very Thanks, welcome. guys. <laughs>